Welcome, I'm Natasha. And I'm Brie. On Beyond the Marley, we bring you exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in the dance team world. Each episode features an engaging conversation with top professionals who share tips and tricks for success and powerful stories that will leave you feeling inspired. Whether you are a seasoned pro or just getting started in the dance team world, Beyond the Marley podcast has something for you. Today, we have Chelsea Horn, and we're super excited to have her. Chelsea grew up in the dance world and culminated her dancing career with four years and three national titles as a Cal State Fullerton dance team dancer. Since graduating, she has coached dance teams at the University of California, Riverside, Ayala High School, Talent Factory, Dance in Blue Bonnets, and she's currently the all-star director for the Dance Vault All-Stars in Texas and a professional choreographer with Brie Choreography Management. As a coach and choreographer, she's accumulated accumulated a crazy number of titles. She is a 25-time NDA national champion, 40-time JanFest super national champion, 13-time summit champion, the 2022 junior dance world champion, a two-time silver and three-time bronze world champion. Holy moly, put all of that into one sentence. Aside from her countless titles as a coach and choreographer, she labels her biggest success as creating core memories with her teams and learning to appreciate every little moment. Welcome, Chelsea. Welcome, Chelsea. So excited to see you. Super excited. Great to see you guys. So excited to be on here. Well, let's get started. Can't wait to dive in with you. The very first question is the same for everyone. And we love it because it really dives in deep to who you are and your journey. We know all the incredible successes you have had, but we want to know what has been your biggest struggle to get to where you are today? I love this question. I've loved like listening to everybody's answers on the podcast before me. I have been really lucky and I'm a pretty positive person. So I feel like I've been through a lot of tough stuff and I've been through a lot of struggles, but I try to just keep positive. And so I think that mentality has helped me just kind of overcome any of the little obstacles thrown my way. And I try to preach that to my students as well, just to stay positive. And, you know, at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. So I think all you can do is do your best and it kind of works itself out. You were talking about support in your families. Is there someone in particular that sticks out for you um, when it comes to, to that support? I would say probably the people I coach with. I've been able to coach with people who have just become my best friends. And I just can't even imagine the last eight years coaching without them. I've had some amazing, you know, co-coaches that I've just turned into lifelong best friends that were always there for each other. And we kind of pick each up each other up when we're feeling down. And I just really don't know what I would do without them at this point. Shout out to the besties. That's awesome. Having a support system is so important. Okay, I'm going to ask the question that everyone wants to know. (laughs) And it is, what happened with Blue Bonnets? You were one of their head coaches over there. You coached so many of their teams and choreographed for so many of the teams. And now the studio doesn't exist. What happened? Um, It's it's really sad that my boss retired and it's been definitely a big transition for all of us coaches, all the dancers, all the families, because it's one of those things you never think would happen. Um, 
I know for me, it was a really, really big decision. I've heard a lot of other coaches talk about this just to step back and just take more time for themselves. And I know that's like feels impossible as a coach to put yourself first ever because you just want to do everything for your kids all the time. But I think for me at at this point in my life, I needed to take a moment for myself and give myself a little more time so that I could be a better coach and I could, you know, be a, just have more energy to even put into coaching when you're constantly running around doing so many things that gets really difficult to be able to focus on that. And so I think it's just, it's been hard, but I know that all of our kids have found an amazing place to dance and I'm, still here to support them wherever they've ended up. And I think everybody turned out to find a great dance home. And that's, what's really important. Wow. That's gotta be just so hard for not just your coaches, but families and students and, and everybody that knows blue bonnets because, you know, they are an iconic program. I would say they're like one of the Mm -hmm. first programs I remember watching with all stars. And so mad props to, to the owner and to everyone that was involved in the program, like nothing but proud and pride and starting everyone's next chapter. You talked about taking some time for you and facing that burnout. I think that's something that's not talked about enough. Um, This Mm -hmm. career is 24 seven, if you let it um, from text messages to emails to Slack messages, like, it's always going and people always ask like, Oh, summer, you have a break. Uh, no, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) We're actually busier. (laughs) Um, but the burnout is something that's really real. Is that something that you feel like you were struggling with last season? Um, if you could give advice to those that are having that burnout, Of course. Yeah. What are the signs for that? Like what, like take us through that because I think it's important. You have an opportunity right now to like inspire those and it's fresh seasons, but you know, you get midway through the season, you're definitely, you know, feeling that burnout. So what does that look like? What are signs of that? What was that for you? What was going through your mind? What were your conversations like? Tell us more about that. I think, I mean, it's something that needs to be talked about more. I think not only coaches deal with it, but dancers do too. And I know in All-Star, there's certainly a big trend of like dancing up. I think that plays a factor. I know for me, I coached every level team. So that kind of, I'm constantly running around at competition. You know, I have for probably the last eight years been, you know, the first one at the studio, last one to leave, which. I love, but after so many years of kind of working 24 seven, it just kind of adds up and you just start to feel just like, just completely overwhelmed all the time. And I think that was a really hard thing to recognize and like make the decision of like, I need to do something about this because I think we've all kind of pushed it aside for years and it's a blessing and a curse to be, you know, a part of such a amazing program because there's a lot of pressure that goes in with that. And I think the pressure certainly is a huge factor of, you know, the burnout and just this, you know, the stress that you feel to, you know, make sure you're continuing to leave that legacy, which again is a blessing as well, because it pushes you, it pushes your dancers. But I just, after like it kind of building up over a few years, I was like, I need to 
take a breath for a second and kind of step back and make sure I'm, you know, taking care of myself too, because if I'm stressed out or tired or feeling burned out all the time, I can't be the best coach that I can be. So sorry, you might hear Charlie and Coco in the background over here. (laughs) Come join us, Charlie and Coco. Yeah, that's important. I think that's something that a lot of our listeners can relate to as well. Um, Something else that you kind of touched on, but I want to clarify for our listeners as well, is you chose to leave Blue Bonnets before the owner chose to shut it down. And you're talking about the burnout. You're talking about the 24-7. You're talking about um, that aspect of it. What was... What was the hardest part about leaving Blue Bonnets when you finally officially made that decision? Because I mean, I remember chatting with you about it before um, it was an official thing. What was the hardest part about about making that decision to leave? I I mean, one thousand percent the kids. Like these are kids I've had since you know they were in like first grade or three or four years old. So I've had the same kids for so many years. It was the easily hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life because I love, I love them. Like they're my own. I'm with them probably more than their parents. And that was, I mean, as you know, like the hardest decision I've ever had to make, but I am fortunate enough to actually be a choreographer for Brie. And so I knew that I could take a step back, take a little time, maybe a year off, maybe a two, two years off where I could just take a little break and just do choreography for this season or maybe, you know, kind of see where it took me. And so I was fortunate to have that, you know, kind of backup plan where I could do something like that and kind of take a little more time for myself during the week and just not have to work so much at home. Cause when I'm here, I'm definitely working every single day. Like I said, first one out of the studio, last one to leave. So it was, it was the kids that made it so hard. Cause they, I mean, they mean so much to me. They still do. Um, I'm really lucky to still get to work with some of them, which is really great. Um, and then the other ones I still stay in contact with and they know I'm here supporting them and cheering them on and excited to see them also take the stages. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I remember too, like, and I tell everyone, Chelsea's just the best person. She always, she is always looking out for everyone else. Cause I remember you talking about, you know, you never wanted to take any kids from Blue Bonnets before we knew Blue Bonnets was closing that was never your intention. You even said like, I want to do this the right way. I want to step away, but I don't want any of the kids to leave. Um, But then Blue Bonnets ended up shutting down. So how did that all end up working out? So um, I didn't, I thought I was really going to take a break from All Star, to be honest. I, my friend owns a studio kind of on the other side of town. And I was like, you know, if I'm bored during the week, I'll teach like a technique class or something small, just, you know, maybe do some privates. And I was like, I want to have, you know, some days off (laughs) this year. And so when I was planning to leave, I wasn't anticipating starting All-Star right away. I knew it was something I wanted to do someday because I think in our area, there's no other All-Star teams that are also studio. And I feel like the most important thing is training these kids correctly and giving them a good foundation and just to keep their bodies safe, to keep them healthy, to keep them dancing as long as they want to dance. And we don't really have that here. I feel like it was something I wanted to do someday in the future just to push myself kind of into that, you know, different side of creativity. And so I want to do this someday. But after um, Blue Bonnets ended up 
closing, we were able to, I was convinced a little bit, but also excited to start an all-star team because a lot of our kids felt like they didn't have a home anymore. And I wanted to provide that for them. So I just, you know, will do anything for the kids. And I'm so excited we are because it has been the most fun season so far and just really positive and have a great group of parents and kids who just work hard and who have loved, you know, all the new training they're getting between ballet and different styles of dance. Some of them started even tapping. So they're just doing so many different things in dance that they've never been able to do. I know. And they love it. Musical theater. Oh my gosh, they love it. And so I feel like it's just pushing them as dancers and letting them get more creative. And a lot of them are competing studio and all-stars. So I'm just excited to see their growth and I'm just loving like how much they've grown so far. It's just really exciting. Yeah, definitely. First of all, shout out to the tap because we have our kids tap too. And it's, it's (laughs) so good. It's good for foot articulation. It's good for rhythm and counting and all those mm-hmm. things. So I like had to do a good cheer for that when I heard that. Yes. Um, and obviously with anything yeah. changing and with the all-star world, dance world, there's always the rumor mill, right? There's always the, what people think and what they, what they know, what they don't know. So tell us about, did you get any backlash from leaving? Did you have any, cause someone once said like, well, colleagues, like, people quit their jobs all the time, (laughs) you know, like everyone quits, but like in our world, it's like, no, the relationships, it's different. It's relationships with the students, with the parents, with your, your colleagues, your coworkers, your, the studio owners, like there's all these relationships that just seem deeper in our industry. And so what maybe Mm -hmm. backlash did you receive from leaving? What, um, relationships maybe fell through or without naming names, obviously, but you know, that's a struggle because Mm -hmm. relationships are everything. So tell us about that. I I will say like, I waited till it was really, you know, official. I didn't want to drop the ball myself until like people knew. And then I kind of reached out just to each of my dancers families and just, you know, sent sent them a message just saying like how much our, you know, last eight years have meant and that I'll be cheering them on still, you know, from afar. And I, I did get a few, like a lot of, I did get a lot of support. So everyone like really knows me and knows that this is kind of what I need in my life right now. And so I, I did get a lot of support. I did get some like hurt and that's understandable because you know, you think you can do it all for so long, but it's hard. It's hard when you know, like you're causing any sort of pain, like you're upset to the kids. That was truly what like was really hard to even decide to do that. Um, There's been some relationships that are just not as good, which is really sad because I think people maybe might want to think like I was going to go do this all along, but I think first of all, it'd be kind of dumb to leave such an incredible program. And second, like, if I wanted to leave and plan this, I don't understand why I would have recruited or something, you know, like, I just think like, if this was a big plan to do anything bad, I would have, I don't know, I just, I'm not that type of person. I think most people know that about me. So I'm not too worried. But I think things just kind of ended up how they ended up. And it's, it's unfortunate and sad. But I at the end of the day, I know everybody 
is really happy and like is able to move forward and have really incredible memories. Like we have so many great memories of all the things we went through. So I think there's some, you know, relationships that are, were really hard to let go of, of whether kids maybe couldn't come to my new studio because of location or, you know, things like that, because I'm, I've had so many kids since they were barely walking and now, you know, it's weird not to see them every week, but I think everything works out the way it needs to. And I think everyone's going to be okay. I really commend you for leaving the right way. Um, I think that's really important and it's very apparent that you do care about the kids and you cared about those relationships, the way that you handled it through communicating. I think that's just shows the character that you are, that you didn't just like give a peace sign and walk out. You actually took time to communicate with, (laughs) with all the people that you were with and to tell them that you love them and support Mm -hmm. them. I think that's exactly if anyone is in this situation, it, it's not always about the leaving. It's the how the how is so important. Uh, You made me think of this Mm -hmm. quote that Mm -hmm. I just read and I wanted to share it. It's, There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. And I think that's so true. We, everybody, you, you had to really think about what was best for you and in this moment of your life. And that when we put ourselves out there in this arena, we're going to have criticism, but we wouldn't want it any other way because the reward is too great. So I commend you for sure. Yeah, I definitely don't. um, I don't mind. I mean, I think, like I said, I think people know me and know my true character, my heart. And the only thing I would hate is if it ever like hurt my kids because that they're more important than anything, you know? And so they deserve like to have a great, you know, future. And I think they will. And, all we care about is just ourselves and growing and becoming better and just focusing on training. And I think that's something that has really started to escape all-star because these kids, you know, they're great at perfecting their two minute dance and they're great at pulling these tricks, but you know, sometimes they need to take a step back to the fundamentals and make sure they're doing it the correct way and staying safe. And I think it's just been a good shift to focus on training and, Um, let everything else fall into place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So during this whole transition, what do you think you mentioned, like maybe some people talking about Natasha mentioned the rumor mill. You mentioned people maybe making comments about you trying to take kids, which we all know isn't true because otherwise you would have been recruiting all year. Um, Besides that, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about what happened with blue bonnets closing? Um, I think they probably also think it was like some big, like dramatic thing. And, um, Pam, the owner is like talked about retiring before and, you know, I, she's got amazing grandkids and her mom is still around that she loves to go visit. So I think at the end of the day, they did what was best for their family and like, that's okay. Sometimes like not everything lasts forever. And, um, like I said, everybody's got some really great memories to hold on to. And I think it wasn't this big, dramatic, crazy thing that maybe people might assume. And it was just, you know, sometimes it's time and 
I that that's about it. Beautiful, beautiful answer, beautiful journey. And thank you for being so vulnerable and talking about the hard things. I think that we always try to put up this persona that everything in all of our programs is peachy king and everything's perfect. And we're great because you go out on stage and you see these routines, but you're like, there's a whole other world behind these routines. So thank you so much. So, so you're in a new program and moving forward, Chelsea's next chapter. What were you most looking forward to when starting this fresh program? Um, it's really great to have an amazing boss who does so much. Uh, she handles everything. So I show up, I get to coach my teams. I do a little bit of planning since All Stars new to our program, but it's been so like such a weight off my shoulders to not have to do so many behind the scenes things that I've had done before, which I enjoy doing, but I think it just got a lot on my plate. It was hard to manage everything. So it's been incredibly nice to have somebody so supportive and just like is ready to help us out in any way we need and just has made so many things happen. And just the fact that they brought us in, like, and took us on as their family. Um, everybody at the dance vault was so welcoming. They've been a really successful studio program for the last six years. And so it's been really cool to just kind of merge our programs and um, have a lot of studio kids ready to try all-star for the first time. We have so many like excited to start our palms. And so it's just been really nice to not do so much behind the scenes to free up some of my own time for personal life. And I've been able to like visit friends and family. I've been able to take a lot of extra choreography on. I've just been able to do so many great things that I wouldn't have been able to do had um, I continued where I was. I was able to, I wasn't even home in July. I was able to travel and like just work with so many teams and I've met the most amazing people, Natasha, one of them, and just so many other coaches I've been able to connect with that I just wouldn't have been able to do because I wouldn't have had time for it. And I just am really lucky to get that. Yeah, that's awesome. And what a cool opportunity to be able to start from scratch. You know what I mean? What advice would you give um, other coaches out there who are trying to start all-star programs or considering starting all-star programs and they're starting from scratch, what advice would you give them? Go for it. Like it's, it's very scary. Um, but I also feel like I, I know I can do it. I know the people I coach with were like, so ready. These kids are so hungry and so excited. And I'm just thankful to provide at the new studio, a better transition into college dance as well. Um, they have a really great, like, transition into dance programs but not as many college dance teams because they didn't have palm before so I think we've been able to just bridge that gap a little bit and I would just tell anybody if they want to do it they should go for it you might as well it's a great sport to be a part of it's just so competitive and pushes the kids I think more than any other realm of dance awesome I think too that um you're since you are starting from scratch, you're doing it in such a way that like you can see that the program's going to continue to build. Um, but every new program, you got to start somewhere. So tell us about this year. You were like, okay, we're, um, we're at the dance vault. We have an all-star program. Here we go. Who wants to come audition? 
Um, so tell us what the teams that you have this year and uh, what competitions did you decide to go to being a new program uh, and just like that beginning brand new where to start. How'd you know where to start? Yeah. I mean, well, you guys know I've been doing this so many years, so I feel like it's just, you know, just another season. I, we haven't completely finalized our contest schedule yet, but we did register for NDA today, and we are incredibly excited for that. As most all-star teams know, it's just such a huge all-star contest in Dallas. Um, so we're excited about that one. With it being our first year, we are doing a couple studio competitions, so I'm very excited for that just to see our kids experience that, experience more conventions, just more opportunity to grow. And so we're doing a couple studio. We're doing a couple all-star. We're going to see where the season takes us. Um, we have smaller teams, but it could not be more perfect because it's just groups of kids that I know and I trust, and they work so well together. And our youth team actually is probably more studio kids than all-star kids, which is really neat because I'm going to watch them experience it for the first time and just kind of help guide them on that. And so I feel like it's been, it's just been really cool. We have, like I said, smaller teams, but we have really, really kids who are just all in and so excited. So I think it's going to be a good year. That's awesome. Okay. So you have, you just said your youth team is more studio kids than all-star kids. How has that been like training them in that all-star style because the studio competition style and the all-star dance style are so different. I won't say so different, but are very different. So our, our studio kids, I will say our summer was 100% focused on training. So we did start some choreography, but those kids were in class taking every type of any kind of class we had required hours. And so we have not gotten too far into our all-star choreo yet, which is, kind of a surprise because I'm used to having dances done in June. Um, so we've been able to really focus on training over the summer. We have started all of our dances. We got our palm music, our last one today. So that was like Christmas morning, as you guys know. Um, so we, it's been different. I think it's been the coolest thing is seeing a lot of our studio kids can do um, like, for like an example, they can do like left Alice accountants just as good as their right. And so then our kids coming from All-Star are like, oh, <laughs> i got to figure that out. So it's been – but then the studio kids kind of see our All-Star kids doing all the tricks and things they can do. And so then they, they're pushing each other in the best way possible because they're wanting to get what these kids have. Those kids see, like, how great the studio kids can move, and it's just been a cool, cool thing to be able to – I don't know what this dog wants. It's been cool to see them kind of push each other and – we are, we have started, uh, we're about halfway done with all of our dances. So we're going to be finishing those the next couple weeks. And then I get to start cleaning, which I think they'll be excited for. The studio owners um, that they've had in the past, I know, are like still really big on cleaning and stuff. So I don't think it'll be completely foreign to them, but it'll definitely be a little bit pickier. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, you said you have a youth team and then do you have a mini team, a tiny team as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. We got minis. We have tinies. We have a tiny prep team. Um, we have, um, we have some junior solos and stuff. Most of our 
um, kids, we combined our older kids into the studio team. And they even had choreography last weekend. And they I'm so excited for their growth in that. So right now we're just competing some of the younger teams, but we're excited because we're growing and there's already people interested in next year that maybe weren't ready for all-star this year. So I'm excited to see the program keep building. Absolutely. I think it's really important to remember anytime you're building a program that you have to start small and start where you're at with no expectations of, and like, you can't compare yourself. Well, that team has 15 kids on the floor and they have every single division that's possible to have in Mm all-stars. It's like, start with the people that you have, start small. And then I love that you, in a way, were Mm -hmm. able to focus on technique because you're coming from a studio land, maybe new to all-stars. There's a lot of mix. So like, why not start it off slow Mm -hmm. and get everyone on the same page before throwing choreography at them? And you're doing it your way. And that's important. Like do it how it feels best to you. So like, that's my advice to everyone that's doing all-stars. Now, something that's really interesting too, is that you said your families are doing all-stars and studio. There's technique hours. There's also like studio competitions are more expensive in the sense of like a solo costs an obscene amount of money Um, and versus like an all-star competition. Um, Now all-star competitions, you might have longer travel um, as well. So there's a lot there, right? For families, how does your studio keep it affordable between the competition fees and the choreography fees and the required fees that USASF has on families versus like, okay, that's new to studio kids. They're like, what, I have to pay a membership fee? <laughs> like, what's that? So how do you guys keep that affordable? Yeah. Yeah, all the all the fees. Yeah. You know, once, once we decided All Stars was a go, we just got super organized and just put all the information out there. So we had every possible detail they might need to know of this is the average cost of an all-star competition. This is what it's like to do your solo. This is the fee, you know, for all all the possible, for palms, for hip-hop shoes, for every possible thing. Uh, we just got super organized and laid it all out in front of them. And I think that was just the biggest, great greatest thing to be so transparent of like, here's here's exactly what it entails. We'd love to work with you and... We'd love to have your kid on the team. And they were able to decide, okay, I'm comfortable with two dances this season, or I'm comfortable with three, or put me in everything, or I'll do my solo just at the studio competitions, or maybe I'll just do all-star. And so we were able to just lay everything out, and they were able to just see if they, they wanted to handle both or they were more comfortable with one thing this year. Totally. So how do you decide? You said some families were comfortable with one dance, some comfortable with two, some comfortable with all of them. So do you have, how did you, how did you guys as the coaches and the owners and whoever made those decisions create those teams? So is it like a different youth jazz group than it is a youth contemporary group? How did you guys go about that? So we sent out a Google form and it had, just all the options of how many dances are you interested in? Which styles is your dancer looking to compete this year? So before going into tryouts, we knew all the information. We knew what styles they were interested in, how many dances we could place them in. Um, we kind of knew everything we needed to know going into tryouts. And so we were able to set our dances based on 
what they were comfortable with, what, and then if we wanted, we could add, um, you're in youth jazz and youth contemporary youth palm is optional. Like if we wanted them in it, but maybe they didn't say three dances and then some have ended up maybe jumping in all three. So it just depends on, you know, what they filled out on their form. And we just, we just tried to get as organized as possible. And that was just really helpful to get everything going smoothly. That transparency is so huge. I think the more that anyone can be upfront and honest about what it is, how much it is, what you're doing and same, like it's very similar to it's, it's refreshing. Any all-star owner or teacher out there is shaking the nod in their head. Like, Oh, okay. We're not the only ones that are cray cray with the forms and asking, okay, who's in Palm? Who's in jazz? All the Google forms. <laughs> <laughs> who's in this? Yeah. Who's in that? And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know until like choreography. Who's in what? And I'm like, okay, this is who we got. Um, yeah, so, it was, it was so helpful. Yeah. So going towards, you started this new program, you got the, you know, the teams, you got the blends, you got the classes set up. So now the next part comes to team culture. What kind of culture are you looking to have at your new program? And how is that shaped over just this summer? And what is your goals for your team? I mean, I think team culture is honestly the most important thing. It does not matter how talented you are unless you have a good team culture. And I think it's so important. So we've kind of, we haven't even had to really touch too much on it so far in the summer. It's been really neat to see the culture, like our all-star kids brought to the studio. Like, for example, they'll be improving and our kids all scream for each other. They're like, yeah, like when they see them do something or like, they like cheer them on, they're like jumping up and down. And so I think that like, that was new to the studio kids. So then now, like, as summer's gone on, I've seen the studio kids start to, like, cheer for, you know, their, like, their friend or their teammate or whatever when they do something really neat. So I think just being supportive of each other is the most important thing. I think sometimes dancers tend to care, I think, too much about where their spot is. If they're in the front for the whole dance, if if they got put in the back corner, if so-and-so's in front of them, if... And I feel like that just tears down a team and it's been nice to not have any of that culture at all. Just the, everyone is so excited for their teammate. Like, I think I gave one of my kids a solo part and like everybody on the team was so excited for them. And it was like just something small, but something you don't even think you need to be like, oh, you should be excited for them. Like they just were. And it's just been super cool to see, see everyone supportive of each other. Like there's no pitting anybody against each other there's no like oh so and so is in the front for this formation and I'm I'm on the side or like there's none of that and I think having having that just uplifting positive team culture isn't is a game changer and it's the most important totally and I feel like that's sometimes that's hard to find on studio teams that's such an all-star thing and such a dance team thing the like knowing that everyone's important no matter where you're at and back left corner girl is just as happy to play her part as front center girl. And I feel like in the studio world, you don't have that as much. So how cool that you're able to bring that to the studio kids. Um, What other differences do you see? And maybe not at where you're at now, but just in general between culture, studio culture versus all-star culture. I, I feel pretty lucky because we came into a studio that has a great culture already. Like the second we walked in, um, 
people were welcoming and like, welcome, we're so excited you're here. Like, it was just very, everyone has been so kind. So I feel like we've been able to walk into an already great culture. Um, and I think truly like people that don't fit into the culture you're putting out, they end up leaving and that's fine. You know, they don't, they don't end up staying because they're not fitting into the culture you're setting. And so I think, I think it's just been neat to see, like we got to join a really great dance family and we, you know, I appreciate the culture they've already set up. And now that we're kind of bringing to the table of, you know, everybody's welcome here. We are here to support each other. We have a lot of different levels of teams and, you know, with different hours and requirements. And so every team is just as important. Every dancer is just as important. It's just been really great to see like, and just be a part of something already that is great. I love that you said too about like, this is the culture. This is who you are. This is what you stand for. And either your kids and your clients, like they're going to come to this culture and they're going to embrace it and be part of it or they're not. And that's okay because maybe there's a different culture somewhere else that they're going to best fit. And I think that's just a healthy mindset for all coaches and owners to like have because when if someone leaves or a family leaves again it's not a reflection directly on you it's that reflection of well this is our culture and this is who we are and so take it leave it but like you have to you're like the gatekeeper you have to make sure that you're you're making sure that everything you guys stand for continues on and and that goes with having to have those hard discussions about well if someone's in, everyone's going to have disagreements. Everyone's going to have some problems that come up, but how do you deal with that? How do you, you know, talk about it? How do we talk to each other? I think that's something that doesn't matter if you're a first year all-star team or a 23rd year all-star team, like you're going to have those discussions. So um, let's move forward because you've had such a big summer, but not only have you a big summer with a new program, but you've had a huge summer with choreography we were so grateful we got to have you come to Iowa, work with all of our teams. And like, guys, Chelsea, she's a mastermind. Holy cow. Um, but she's awesome. And so I was in awe of you. She, You got to choreograph for our tinies and minis. And what are some keys to successes when choreographing for on tinies and minis? Because, you know, we have these choreography weeks and it's a lot of things for those little, those little minds to like take it all in, which they do. So what's your advice on, and keys to success when it comes to formations, to transitions, you know, we see the, they want, judges are looking for intricate footwork and like smooth out transitions. But when there's six, it's like, how many ways can we move to a new spot? <laughs> um, so what yeah. is your your mind is wonderful. So how do you put this all together for those little nuggets? Um, they are so cute, by the way. Like, I was just obsessing over your studio while I was there. Like, she is, like, so organized. She has everything just, like, it is the greatest studio. The kids are so sweet. They're so hardworking. Like, I just fell in love when I was there. And I just, props to you because, like, just coming in for a week, I could see how amazing your team culture and just everything was. And I just loved it. And your kids are so cute. I think a good starting point is a fun theme. Of course, you guys know I love a theme. So I feel like the kids were so excited because we had some really cool themes this year. Um, obviously, continue moving at all times. 
I'm like someone who gets to a formation. I'm like, oh, we've been here too long. But, you know, you do got to stay a little bit. But I think continue moving, keep dancing, making sure they're dancing to their spots. Like even tinies can handle that. And even minis can handle that. I think sometimes people maybe underestimate those younger kids, but they they are capable of so much. And I think you might as well give them a shot to, you know, prove that they can dance like the youth or prove that they can dance like the big kids, you know, because they can. And I think that's just important to, you can always water it down. You might as well throw it all at them from the beginning. But it it, it is important, you know, age appropriate. Like tiny footwork can't go as hard as, you know, youth have footwork, you know. So there is, you know, you got to focus on being visual and doing what you can with the age group. But I don't think, don't be scared to push them. Yeah, I love that. And I think that explains exactly your routines. I, I like even with when you were at Blue Bonnets, I remember watching your minis and being like, holy moly, this is better than some youth teams or watching your youth and thinking, holy moly, this is better than some junior teams. But that explains it is you don't hold them back to like, oh, they're just minis. They can only handle this. You push them and you have higher expectations of them. And by having those higher expectations, they reach that and they excel. I think that's really, really important. I think that brings us to our closing question. So our last question is, you know, you're, you're young in your career, you're making the next journey. You're a successful choreographer. You're a very successful coach. You're now a very successful director um, in the all-star world. So when you think about where you're going to be at the end of your career, what do you want your legacy to be? I love this question too. I thought about I like kind of think about this sometimes like I remember winning summit for the first time and that took like seven years to happen and I remember kind of thinking like wow this is really cool like this is incredible but I also remember sitting there thinking like okay like you know we did that check like but what actually mattered that whole year was just so many more things of like just seeing the growth of our kids that year and even winning worlds, like that is one of the coolest things that has still ever happened in my career. And like, I could not be more proud of that moment to this day and those kids. And some, somebody told us at the beginning of that year, like, you guys aren't going to do anything this year. And like, it was actually a parent from our studio, like whose daughter was in the dance. They said like, you're not going to do anything this year with this team. And we said, okay, watch, we believe in them. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't say that, but In my head, I thought, okay, like, just you wait, because, like, we believe they can do it. We know they can do it. So it's been, like, incredible to see all the growth. And I think the thing that I care most about leaving my kids with is that they just know how much I love them and how much I want the best for them, whether that's winning or whether that's maybe they just made top three or maybe, maybe we just made day two or it doesn't really matter. Maybe they hit their double turn for the first time, like, you know, it's something so small, but I think I want to leave every kid knowing like how much I cared about them and how much they mean to me. And just that I'm, I'm always going to support them in every little aspect of their life. And I think it's, I think that's what's most important, just kind of the memories you make and just knowing that you, you are there for your kids and you're, you're always going to be. Yeah. I love you so much, Chelsea. So much. And everyone, anytime someone's like um, thinking about hiring you for choreo or wanting to have you come in, I always tell them, I'm like, yes, if you like 
do whatever you can to get Chelsea in because she will change your program for the better. And it's, it's everything. It's your knowledge. It's your experience. It's your passion. It's your love for what you do. It's yeah. Like I, I tell people often, I think I just told um, Jackie, one of someone who I coach with and also one of our choreographers that like Chelsea's the best in the all-star world, like coaching, choreographing, whatever it is. Like I have you at the top, like, I don't think there's a better coach or choreographer than you. And I'm so grateful to know you and so excited to just be able to, an honor to be able to call you my friend. So thank you for doing this. And I feel the same for both of y'all. And I'm, I'm so lucky to know both of you and just thankful to have both of you and just whether it's been for advice or, you know, anything at all, I'm just really thankful to, to know both of you guys. You guys are both doing such amazing, huge things and the dance industry, and it's really cool to witness. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Marley podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Marley for more dance team content.